Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. Hello, you lovely bunch. Right, this week we've got the one and only Carla Adkins back in the house, and this is really exciting. Carla still to this day has the most listened to episode, I believe, um, and that's pretty amazing. Last time she was with us, she was talking about her journey of healing from cirrhosis, and um, yeah, she just released her book, and so she's come to update us on a, on her journey and kind of just talk about how things just keep getting better so this is really exciting and we can't wait to have Carla back on so awesome another really exciting thing that's coming up now a few of you will have heard this but um maybe a few of you are hearing this for the first time here now I will be launching another podcast very soon the rebel spirituality podcast now if you know me you'll know how excited I've been about this uh, this project that's coming so there's actually going to be a podcast and a YouTube channel and a, and a number of other things coming along um, and they're going to be kind of bite-sized they're going to be a different length to what me and Ellie are doing here so it'll be something that you can kind of dovetail with what we're up to here um, and yeah just something I hope it's going to really bring some uh, some rebel spirit into your life so if you want to get on the kind of list to learn about all that stuff first if you go to rebel spirituality dot com then you will basically be able to click on the podcast tab get your name on the on the like list and i'll ping you an email and just let you know when things go live um, and of course the other way to find out about that stuff is to get in the facebook group okay i think that's it excitement all around um particularly over the fact that we've got carla back all right team see you in just a sec thanks sam i sound great you Makes do. Me feel good we all do right got a special guest today but before i introduce our special guest i just want to read out a little review <laughs> a gem of a podcast and this is from boo ruth so she says oh i'm assuming she's a she might be a he they say thought-provoking informative witty and That's compassionate nice. and so so helpful I'm i just love this it. podcast Sam and Ellie are wise beyond their years. And this podcast has been an utter godsend on my alcohol-free journey. Thank you so much. And here's the best bit. Even the occasional snoring dog in the background doesn't put me off. So Lola, Lola's okay. <laughs> she can carry on snoring. Oh, thank you very much for oh, that lovely review. How great oh. is that? And I have to agree with that listener. Y'all have such an amazing podcast. Thank you. And if you're wondering who the special voice is, you should recognize the special voice because the special voice comes from one of our very special guests, Carla Adkins. Hey! Yes! So I'm good so to have you back. I'm so excited to be back here. So Carla is, if you don't know, Carla is a very, very good friend of ours. And uh, I met Carla Godback. You were you were one of my coaches in the January 2020 Live Alcohol Experiment all those years ago. Yes. Um, so we've, uh, we've got a long history with Carla and Carla was last on the podcast around about, we'll drop the link to the episode, but it was around about August, September time because her book was coming out and she came tumbling down. <gasps> so we, we've got Carla back because we want to hear all about what's happened. We can't believe it's been this long that we've, um, yeah. you know, since we, we last caught up. So we right. want to hear everything that's happened and you've got some really exciting new stuff to share. So yes. thank you for being here and over to you. 
Well, thank you. You know, again, I was, cause obviously I was reflecting and thinking about our time together. And I remember we had such a good time together. We had to break it up into two parts, yeah. right? <laughs> like it, <laughs> we just kept going and it was just, there was so much and it was just such a great conversation. And I just so appreciate the way that y'all interview and you can pull these pieces and it was just a great time. So yes, it was, Leading up to launching, so there was obviously tons of nerves there, and um, and I think it came the second one came out after it had launched, but we haven't mm. spoken since then. And what a ride it has been, you know. Yeah. I, you know, I, it's so it's hard to put into words when you have this piece that you've been working on, and it's it's basically opening up the door, um, to your life, to people and not just the pretty parts, the, Mm. the scary parts, the parts that I swore I was never going to share with anybody, you know, the depths of my drinking, uh, the diagnosis of cirrhosis, you know, the, just everything in this book. And when it, then it goes out into the world, um, it's really the surreal feeling like, Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's, it's peaceful. I yeah. think I, I thought I had gained all this freedom, which I had, you know, over the years of not drinking and then stepping into coaching that added a different layer, a different layer of confidence and just different layer of experience. Uh, but releasing my story into the world brought a whole different layer that I was not expecting. And yeah, wow. Um, I thought I thought it was good. And then I was like, wow, I really had more healing to do, you know, mm-hmm. and it was interesting. Mm-hmm. That layers so- of freedom. Th- sorry, I was going to say that layers of freedom thing. So interesting. Like I've had the same experience. You're like, wow, could I feel any more free? And then you fall right. into another layer of it and you're like, oh, wow, amazing. And looks to me like we got that to look forward to forever, which is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I love in coaching. And those that, you know, um, have worked with me or in any of my groups, they know I say all the time, it keeps getting better because there's such a big importance around um, people have no idea how much they, they contribute, right? Like the people in the community, the people that are walking alongside each other, the person that has three days has such great insight for the person that hasn't gotten day one yet, you know? And I think they don't recognize how important their voice is. But what I get to share with people is, you know, this journey, you know, September um, will be nine years. So I'm in my eighth year of being alcohol free. I get to share that part with them and what this looks like. And you're exactly right. This comes in layers. And another thing that I always remind them all the time is I need you to know, remember, you're seeing me eight and a half years in. This is not what this journey, this is not what my confidence looked like. This is not what my knowledge looked like. Definitely not freedom, but I was getting there, you know, you know, three days in, six months in, one year in, two years in. And just it, when I tell them it keeps getting better, because mm-hmm. that's what I'll tell them. I'm like, I just want you to know it keeps getting better. And it's so true. And it's because we, we, we heal in these different depths and we, it hits us in these new experiences, um, you know, that it just this, again, it just brings peace, um, contentment, joy. I mean, that I didn't know was possible because Mm -hmm. let's face it, you know, if I'm still then, you know, even 
three, four years in holding back my diagnosis, there's a part of me, there's shame still there, right? Mm -hmm. Like shame is still there. And we know what that does to us, you know, emotionally and even physically. Um, And I I tease with my husband all the time because he is, he's a physician. So he always, he's a very brilliant man, let me tell you, but he's very like in the box, book, doctor, you name it. But I even told my doctor, I'm like, I can't even imagine the amount of healing that's happening inside my body. When I can release those kind of pieces, deeper levels of shame that I felt and really heal from that and release that shame, Mm -hmm. I know I'm healing as a person, you know, and I think that hits on the physical level as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the book came out, what I, I couldn't wait to share with y'all, but you know, when, cause when you're writing, you obviously have a person in mind, right? You have a, I was truly writing to the me, the person out there that was desperately scared about their drinking, um, you know, that had walked a hard journey or struggled with anxiety, um, But, and also I think in there also there was for family members, you know, really pulling them in because it brings an understanding of what their loved one might be going through. Um, But one of the beautiful gifts that I got as the book came into the world and um, was, I had no idea the different type of reader it would impact. And that was so cool. And, and obviously it was great because people that knew me here locally, they, you know, out of, um, you know, just wanting to support me would go by the book. And it was interesting because I do have to say there were some people that had no idea. They're like, oh, you wrote a book and they just knew me from some other world. They had no idea what I even did for a living. Man, were they in for a ride to (laughs) get the book. (laughs) Like, wait a minute. What? Um, and, you know, but just out of support, but the people that the messages that I got, you know, uh, the private messages that I got, but the people that came up to me, like even at the grocery store, I had one person that said, you know, Carla, I just want you to know, you know, since I've moved here and I've retired, I cannot believe the amount of alcohol that's around and your book just like, it made me open my eyes. And I, all of a sudden I became aware of every event that it was at. And actually where people would, you know, I'd go to something, you know, with fully intending to not drink because I didn't want to that night. And then people kind of saying, hey, come on. And I got uncomfortable and I drank, you know, so this person that wouldn't say, you know, doesn't struggle with alcohol, that wasn't their thing. But they were like, I felt this peer pressure to -hmm. drink at social events because I felt awkward. You gave me the confidence to say no. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, that how cool is that? I mean, just talk, think about, we, we talk a lot in coaching just about the ripple effect and the ripple effect of just little changes like that of opening people's eyes. I had a store owner here locally that I did a book signing there. She did a a beautiful event um, around mental health, mental health awareness. And obviously I loved being a part of that just aligned with everything that, um, you know, I have, I'm passionate about. And she started telling me, she goes, I became aware of everything I sell in my store. 
you know, the dish rags that say, you know, wine, it's wine o'clock or, you know, just, she's like, I couldn't help but look around and see like all the messages that are right here in what I'm selling to people. And again, there, I think the beautiful thing about it, it was just great conversation. There was no judgment. She didn't, she didn't feel judgment. She just became aware. Same with the, the woman with the socializing. It was just this awareness of, wait a minute, what is happening, you know, in our society, right? Yeah. Um, and how, where are we placing it um, in this hierarchy of needs? Yeah. And, um, and also a really cool thing was just the amount of people that <clears throat> struggle with anxiety, just that um, the way it came through in the book, um, it was different levels of people. Some people that said that I'd never understood anxiety until I read your book. And now I look at that friend or loved one that struggled with anxiety with a whole different lens. I would get frustrated almost before, like, come on, just, you know, mm-hmm. relax or, you know, don't stress out. I and. And I have a new understanding or the person that struggled with anxiety and saying, oh, thank, I feel seen, like just so people understand how much and how um, devastating, you know, struggling with anxiety can be. So it's, it's been so many things, so many yeah. things. And I, again, I, I couldn't wait to share with y'all and just, again, the bring the conversation around that. Cause that's what all of us do, right? Like we want mm that ripple effect and that, that impact. And so it it was, it's been a pretty surreal, exciting experience to have it be out there. God, I'm just, I'm so thrilled for you, Carla. It's just been utterly wonderful to watch from the outside, but to, to get a glimpse of how it's felt from your perspective, it's, it's utterly wonderful. You know, we, we all get charged about certain things and want to make change in the world. And we can often feel um, like it, it's impossible or we feel stifled. We, we we get angry about certain things, you know, like the those fucking greeting cards get on my tit ends, you know, right. with the, all of the, it's all about the wine, you know, like you go to the store to get a card for somebody's birthday and you can't find one that isn't talking about getting sloshed and yeah. it royally pisses me off. Now I can get really, really cross about that or I can channel that energy into something else. And what I think is just utterly phenomenal about what you've done is, it's a really great demonstration of the impact that you can have outwardly by turning inward. So because, because of the healing work that you've done, because like going through and, and you describe um, you described it in the book, like it, I remember you saying about um, when you were at training, at coach training and that one part of you that you didn't want to share. So that that's so much work that's gone on, not out there, but but in here. And then it allows for this magnificent change out there. And, and the thing that's wonderful about that change that you've just described is it's not forced. There's no um, resistance met. It's, it's this real gentle opening of new possibility with new connections. It's, it's just mm-hmm. utterly wonderful. Yes. And I, and I think I love, and what I love about, you know, the way our methodology around coaching is that not forced part. Mm -hmm. I mean, people have got to walk into this 
organically without a finger in their face and saying, you know, we're not going to get anywhere by doing that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's, it's having them open their eyes on their own. Yeah. And I think, again, all of us sharing our stories, that's how it gets the person that um, is struggling, their ears perked. Cause it's like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. I, I, I hear myself in them and parts mm-hmm. of them. Okay. So they get to step into this and go, okay, I'm curious now, what can I do about this? But also just as a society, right, we've got to come together and just not do the, the blank game, but, but really open a, open our eyes and go really like we can all agree. Like we, for example, like the messages to kids, parents don't want their kids to ever become addicted to out. That is never on their heart, on their mind, their what they want to do. And we all, so we have ultimately the same important goal. Mm-hmm. And so when we can look at it at that level where it's not like a blame, like, look at, look, look at what you're selling in your store, you know, yeah, it's yeah. just a, where she could step into something gently and go, Oh, golly, it is, mm-hmm. that is happening, you know? And, and what, what can I do about that? You yeah. know? Yeah. We, I remember we dipped a toe into this on our last convo, but I mean, it doesn't look to me that the, I mean, this is just my opinion. It doesn't look to me that the answer is in sort of demonizing alcohol. It looks like oh. we want a truthful, balanced conversation out there so people can make their own decisions across the board. And what we have right now is a completely biased, wonky relationship with it. And it is shifting. It is changing. But there are pockets of kind of the truth or, you know, pull. we're pulling back the layers, but they're lost in a sea of kind of like decades of of just kind of miscommunication, misunderstandings. And I'm really with you, mate. I mean, the bit that I would put out that seems really important to me is that it's just connected conversations when we're not judging people, where we're just sharing. And when people are ready to hear, they will hear. And yes. I like, I think that, I think a lot of the, the idea is, oh God, if we force this, if we make it happen quicker, but a lot of the time that is like the finger in the face thing. And I think mm. it just, it just seems that it's the connected conversations and coming from love with this, I, I think that's just kind of the quickest way to to get the truth out there. So that, like you say, like I I didn't my my education around education um around alcohol when I was a kid was rubbish. And as a teacher, I can remember having a lesson. Um, and what was really interesting, funnily enough, actually, was that if you walked around the kids at the end of that lesson, all of them could tell you all these terrible things about alcohol, right? But Actually, what was missing was the understanding. They'd never had a discussion around why someone might fall into addiction then or why they were missing this piece. So what they went away with was was this kind of like false security. And because then as a teenager, what do we do? We, you know, we we drink for the first time. We don't enjoy it or whatever. And then it's, you know, like Alan Carr used to say, you're kind of like, you're like, well, I wouldn't get addicted to that. And then then it starts bit by bit by bit. So it looks like it's a balanced conversation that we need, a balanced, connected conversation to me anyway. I told, I could not agree more because that's where I feel like just watching, you see the change start to happen. Mm. And, um, I was just watching, um, Dr. Amen on Instagram. I don't know if y'all follow him, Doc Amen. Anyway, people need to, he's amazing. And I, one thing that I've always respected about him is that for years, years, he's been saying 
the truth around alcohol. And I remember when I first became alcohol free and started like learning about all this stuff, someone had told me about him and he had this podcast on is moderation or small amounts of alcohol. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, see, this is where I'm going to get him because he's going to say yes and go on with it. And he didn't, he had this beautiful conversation around the truth around alcohol. It was really my first time hearing, I think, uh, a medical doctor really talk about like alcohol like that. So Mm -hmm. I was hooked on him years ago and he does amazing work around automatic negative thoughts, but he just did, um, uh, an Instagram quick informational thing real on, you know, basically his thoughts on what he thinks is going to look like in the alcohol industry in 10 years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and he, he, um, it says it's similar to smoking and like that it's still here, but we understand the truth behind it. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, so it's decreased quite a bit, just things like that. And man, you see in the comments, just like this wall of defensiveness, like where it, people get angry. And again, I would have been one of those people. So let me start off by saying that like years ago, I would have been that person because I would have said, and I think someone did say in there, like, well, like let's address the food, let's address this. And, you know, and what I thought was, man, this is, this isn't getting anywhere. Like we, we need to just have those baby step conversations where the walls down and, Mm -hmm. and talk about, you know, again, another conversation that I had after my book came out, someone said, you know, I stopped, this one was one of the best. I have to say, I stopped reaching for it when I was mad at my kids, like Mm -hmm. after I read your book, like, and I was like, and it just gives me chills now to say that, like, it's an awareness of, you know, wait a minute, could this be true? Like, let me, let me just as my own person, uh, you know, with my own brain and my own experience, take a look at this and go, okay, what, what am I seeing? And making small, powerful changes like that. I think, oh my gosh, I always say our change, our stories change the world, but I truly believe that around this is not this, you know, I'm not telling my story, you know, to again, just make it out to be this demon and just come at it that way, because I know firsthand that that doesn't work because Mm -hmm. that's what put me, made me put my wall up you know, and say, I don't have a problem for so many years, you know, that line in the sand of either you are or you're not. And, you know, this black and white conversation around it when, man, we could all have, you know, really cool conversations around the truth of it. And I think it's that word judgment is what comes up for me. I think people feel like they're being judged. And it's like, when we can remove that and just um, again, removing that piece is when the impact comes in and the change comes in. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that curiosity that yeah. you mentioned it, it, it just, it busts through everything, but we have to be called to be curious in the first place. Yeah. So, you know, towards the tail end of my drinking career, I, like, I wasn't thinking about why I was drinking it was just to me it was just my way of my way of coping but that that road that I had into the world of this naked mind where for the first time I'm asking myself well why why do I drink well what what is the benefit that I'm seeking what what do I hope to achieve and why are all the reasons that I might like to drink less 
just that that first opening that getting curious about it is utterly mind-blowing you know you find so much information there and of course this is the the first stage of understanding the beliefs that that we hold about a substance like alcohol and have held for many 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 years and the the, the great thing with that awareness is you can then start to um as you said like ask yourself is, is this true what else might be true and and you start to bust these beliefs and it's yes. it's incredible how that feels like i i can still remember that moment where i read about how alcohol works with the brain and body for the first time my primary reason for drinking at that point was stress release and relaxation and it proved to me that it, it was impossible there was no way it could relax me it was doing the exact opposite and there I am, like dumbfounded. Shit, like I've I've been sold a pup. I've believed this for so long. And, and the desire to drink had gone in an instant. Yet the day before, if I had have done the, oh, well, I'll, I'll only drink on the weekend and it was a Monday, I'd have felt deprived, missing out. And so th- that, that difference in just, you know, 24 hours is incredible. But that comes from understanding what your beliefs are and then breaking them. Oh, absolutely. And that actually, you know, and I'll talk more later about the program I'm doing, Breaking Free. You're like verbatim. That is the heart and soul of this, because I firmly believe that our beliefs around the substance is that missing piece of the puzzle that keeps people stuck. And, you know, because they go so far back, people forget, like when we're talking about your beliefs around drinking, it goes back before you ever picked a drink up way back, you know, and, and that's that the conditioning that starts it's from the TV shows. Um, I was sickened. I saw someone sent me a picture. They had uh Christmas time, bought their child, uh, a refrigerator, like a play kitchen refrigerator. And you opened it up and the sticker in the back was, I mean, a, a bottle of Coke or pop, if you would call it and a beer can and a wine bottle. This was oh, in a toddler's story. Right. Like in um, the what we see on TV, what we see done, you know, with adults, that's where the romanticism or when I grow up, I can do this. It starts way before we pick up a drink. And my goodness, I can pick up like a book and the books I read, you know, the just fiction, fun books, the beliefs are like reinforced throughout the belief of, you know, at the end of the day, you deserve a drink, the belief around celebration, these things. And it goes deep, but the powerful thing is, is that we can disentangle ourselves from that. It just takes time. And again, give yourself a little bit of time, just like you did Ellie there and go, wait a minute, get curious and challenge it. Was that true? Did it do that for me? You know, and that's where I had to do really deep work around because my biggest tie was to anxiety. I thought it was the only thing that helped me. Yeah, I, I was never, I was, I was the most anxious I'd ever been, you know, in my, you know, towards the end of my drinking and I was paralyzed with it. And so I was never challenging that. And, you know, having people challenge even just the simple things with, you know, the celebration piece and just hearing people talk and about how the nights end up and how they don't sleep well, or, you know, they sent, maybe sent a text message they didn't really mean to send. And then that ripples effect into some anxiety and really challenging 
And again, this is where I love to describe it as giving alcohol jobs. Like, Mm -hmm. is it really doing that job that you're giving it? And how is it doing at that job? Mm -hmm. Um, And challenging that and getting curious, because I think it can be really exciting for people because I know it was for me when you, you know, when you stop drinking and you get the benefits like we've seen it as coach, like the benefits that people get when they first stop drinking, you know, your skin, your eyes. Oh my gosh. The, it just, the, your body is saying, thank you. Sometimes sleep takes a little bit longer to come back, but it, when it comes back, oh my gosh, you're like, I am sleeping. And so there's all these gifts, <clears throat> but then life comes, right? And so that's when it can be hard where you then, you know, a death in the family comes and there's grief and there's that deep belief, you know, that, you know, we've been carrying a wrong time, long time. This is just what we do to numb out that pain. Hmm. That's when people <clears throat> tend to go back because their brain, their whole heart, their brain, their body, they believe that's the one thing that's going to help. It's the one thing that's going to help. So they go back is what we saw happen during the pandemic. People that had stopped drinking for years, you know, but they just stopped, right? They didn't work on those underlying beliefs, you know, with stress or anxiety. And so when, you know, our world was, you know, turned upside down and it was a scary time, people that hadn't, you know, that just hadn't drank for years went back. And it's because they didn't, they didn't go work on that missing piece of the puzzle. They had never, they still believed it helped with anxiety. They still believed it helped with stress. They still believed it helped with boredom. So ultimately, you know, they go back, but when we can spend time in those beliefs, you know, and disentangle it from not only science perspective, but your own experience Mm -hmm. and, and move on that is where we can completely, you know, break free. And I feel like that is the missing piece that people don't talk about enough. There's courage there, I think, needed because what most people do, and it's very logical, is you come up with a list of reasons for why alcohol is messing stuff out for you, messing stuff up for you. You know, all the arguments, the bad finance, you know, whatever it is, finances, health, there's this massive list of kind of pain. Like, I don't want that. And logically, we think, well, if I just get a long, long enough list of that, in the end, I'm going to accept that and I'll walk away. But the courage is actually in asking ourselves the question, how, you know, where do I actually believe that alcohol is still serving me? And I think the thing that some people innocently don't get is that it's not, well, like we're all doing what makes sense to us with the level of understanding that we've got. And it's not always conscious because people will be like, yeah, I've ticked everything off, Sam. I know all those things about alcohol. And it's like, yeah, hang on a minute though, because there's there's some stuff going on and it's a little bit kind of like uh throwing who oh, i was on a call the other day and some described it brilliant like throwing like flour on the invisible man like you just throw it and you're like <laughs> oh there's a bit and then and then there's a bit more and then in the end you can see it but if for whatever reason anyone's listening and they're like i've ticked all the conscious stuff i've got it i know all those beliefs the thing is three to five percent of what's going on is conscious there's a whole sea of stuff that we don't know is there and be kind to yourself because if you beat yourself up over the fact that you haven't got it, because you should know better by now because you can come up like, no, no, no. It's, it's, there's that self-concept element that we can't see underneath the kind of water is far greater than most people know. And, and if you open up to the truth that hang on a minute, okay, 
perhaps there still is something to see here. And perhaps it isn't as obvious as just alcohol. I think it relaxes me or perhaps there's something going on with feelings. Perhaps there's something going on around, you know, I don't know. And maybe I don't want to demonize this. Maybe I was really doing the best I could for a long, long time. And now it's not serving me anymore. And if I'm kind to myself and have some grace, then these things will start to show themselves. Um, so yeah, it's a really important point and it looks simple at the front door, but it isn't, it isn't, it's, it kind of is and isn't at the same time. It's magically simple. You sh shift yes. these things and the world will look different to you, but it's not as simple as writing a list of all the reasons why you think alcohol sucks. And then you're going to magically sort of wake up in freedom. Um, right. Yeah. I, I, I'm obsessed with that visual of throwing the flower. Yeah. At the like you could picture that. Right. And yeah. it is so true, but this is also why we need, we need everybody here to hear what you just said, because think about the, the ripple effect of that. Right. Because how many loved ones have said, because their loved one did something that crushed them, you have to stop now. That's it. Or mm. else, or they don't think they love them. Yeah. You know, and it, it has, it doesn't have anything to do with that. And that's like, when I share my book about, you know, and it was a painful chapter to write, but it was when I went back, you, I could, I had more reasons than anybody. My life was on the line of, you can't drink anymore. You can't do it. It made you sick. Your body shut down, blah, blah. I mean, the list was on. And I walked out of that hospital saying, I am never drinking again and fully meant it, but mm -hmm. I hadn't addressed anything under the layers, any of those mm -hmm. layers. And again, that's why just the, the forward in the book was so powerful with the, the doctor saying we sent her out of that hospital, you know, with no tools, like there was, you know, knowing they knew I was going to be back, but I didn't, I'm like, I'm going here. I go, but I had no idea. And again, it's exciting, but this is a process. It's a process. And, and I do like, I encourage people to stay with it. It's why we have, um, it's what we do in the zero proof life. You know, y'all were asking me like we have the zero proof life and it's, um, it's a community that I've co-founded with other coaches. And what we do in there is we just keep this conversation going because mm -hmm. people stop the drinking, right? It feels great. And they're like, I've got this, this feels great. And you're excited for them, but you know, about those under layers, you know, for example, man, I feel great, but my nervous system has no tools to deal with the anxiety that comes our way. So it's a space where we teach, you know, teaching about nervous system, how to help your nervous system, what to do, just these ongoing things, because again, those deeper layers are there. Fading effect bias is very real. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that, the listeners that just were you, you know, and it happens to all of us and all different things where you just forget how bad things were, you forget, and you're, you know, you just think I'm, I'm good. But, and then all of a sudden you start to romanticize or something hard comes up and you're like, wait a minute, that, that sounds like it would be really good. Those are the deeper layers. That's where if you threw flower, it's showing up for you right there where you still believe it serves you in some way, um, you know, but it doesn't. And it's again, fading effect bias comes in and people then feel what's wrong with me. But we have to understand alcohol is not like 
you know, another drug out there like heroin or cocaine, where it's being sold to you constantly everywhere you look. So you're stopping something that's very addictive, but yet it's being sold to you in this romantic, beautiful way. And those old beliefs that you carried around it are still in your face. Like this is what we do. This is what we use to help. And so it's something that having that continual hand in it, I think is really important because this is a journey, right? This is Mm -hmm. just a journey of coming home to yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've seen in this eight and a half years. And it comes with, you know, again, and just these little, as we talked at the beginning of this conversation, these little whispers of these little gifts going, wow, I didn't, I didn't know I still needed to go there, but here's the, the powerful thing though. I am able to do that. And you are able to do that because you're alcohol free. Yeah. That's been the key the whole time to getting that peace and joy is just not numbing things out. So you could see, you know, what you were missing. Mm-hmm. Goodness me. Do you know what? I'm also obsessed with the flower and the invisible man. It's, it is a cracking right. visual. I love that. Whoever came up with that is a superstar. Was it you, Sam, or was it one of I would love to lay claim to it. I have. A, I was on a call and I, I cannot remember where I heard it, but the moment I saw it, I was like, that's brilliant. It's lovely. So, it's yeah, lovely. I'd love to, but there's a, you know, there's a lot of part of me that would love to claim that, but sadly not. I, I've had that happen before, Sam, and there's a, a beautiful woman that I love. I coach. She gave me the idea when I talk about those um, beliefs of that, I call it the pilot light. And I'm Mm. like, you just have a pilot light still on. You don't always see um, from the top that there's still that little flame. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Oh yeah. And I'm like, I would love to take claim to that, but no, she gave that to me because it was this perfect visual of those beliefs that we were discussing Mm -hmm. earlier, the things that we don't see yet, yet there's a flame there. And when life comes with an accelerant, all of a sudden, boom, you've got a problem. And, and, and instead of you know, saying, God, what's wrong with me? I'm so weak. I just can't get this. It's like, you just had a pilot light still on. Mm -hmm. If you, we just need to then lean into that area and kind of disentangle, you know, your, that subconscious belief that it still helps you in that way and then move on, you know, but it's amazing the gifts that you can get from um, the people that you're coaching. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. We learn the load, right. And so for for the listener that's um, got a pilot light on or would like to throw a flower at the invisible man, you, you've got the perfect program coming up with Lorna, the lovely Lorna. Yes, Lana. yes. I have seen with doing the Zero Proof Life and it's really Zero Proof Life is the people that, you know, okay, I've, I've stopped alcohol or I'm almost there. There's still people in there that still drink and it's this beautiful program that we have. We also have a challenge. So for people that are brand new and they want, um, or they just want a refresher, a, a six week challenge where people are stopping drinking so much energy and fun excitement in there. But like I had shared with y'all earlier over the years, I've just seen this missing piece of the puzzle. <clears throat> and that's where people have got to stay in these beliefs because so much content can come at you and all this excitement. And then we can just miss where we really are still stuck. And so it's an eight week program again, smaller. So it's intended to be because we dive deep, you know, we, we talk about, you know, that societal conditioning, your inner critic, you know, and how loud that inner critic can be diving in there. Um, 
and into those deeper beliefs, into your personal experience. And then the last um, pillar that we work on, and it's so beautiful where we wrap up of, you know, that inner mentor who you have in you um, to help guide you and um, walk away from it. But that's for the people that are still feeling stuck. And I just knew I wanted to provide a place for people that just are like, okay, I just seem to keep going back. And I don't understand why. Um, breaking free. And I do that with Lorna Wilson, who actually I talk about um, in my book, she was my coach. Um, she helped me, you know, to break free from that belief around cirrhosis, right? Yes. It was that yeah. moment with her that I had that big aha and um, was able to find some healing around that. So um, that's where we do breaking free. So is an incredible being and I've just realized I, I I misspoke I called her a different I, I called her a difference I called her my friend's surname and she's not she's Lorna Wilson I misspoke oh, early apologies I didn't Lorna, hurt Lorna as we <laughs> yes goodness, so it's exciting we're excited we just did um we're in the middle of our first launch of it and it is going so beautifully um, you know, so we're going to like take everything that we've learned from that and then do it again in a couple months. So if anybody's interested, they can just, again, my website or email, they can email me and I'll give them information about that. Fabulous. Oh, very exciting. And so is, um, book number two in the offing, no pressure <laughs> no. or anything. Sometimes I ask myself when I'm writing, trying to write uh, an Instagram post and it's taking me an hour, I will go, how did I, did I really write a book? Did that actually really happen? No, Um, no, I'm stepping back. Who knows um, if book two will come out, but um, right now it's just truly, again, finding. So again, if anybody has a story to share, I couldn't encourage you more to write your story and put it out into the world. There cannot be enough of us sharing about this. Um, and, and just though me, I know I'm always going to stay in this alcohol component in that coaching and helping people walk away from it because there is not a better feeling out there than, and being like walking alongside someone and having them get those ahas and, um, and feeling the, 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 safe and judgment-free places to really talk about this because it carries such a high pain point. So yeah, this is where the the place that I will stay in coaching and helping people do that. You can hear the energy, pal. And isn't it just amazing to see these things come full circle where people that we've coached become coaches or they write a book right. or they, you know, whatever happens in their own way, you know, there's so many different ways to do this and and I think that's, it's just magic. And it's the kind of the ripple effect with every person. I think we never really truly know how many people we're impacting. And I think we can trust that we're impacting a lot more people than we know. And right. that's powerful. And it is how things change. It's a little bit like my mate, Jamie talks about, you know, if you imagine a stadium with one candle in it, uh, you know, and then another and another and another, it doesn't take long until you're like sat in the glow of that. And I think, I think, we're going to, I agree with you. I, I think personally, it's my opinion as well, like your friend, um, oh, sorry, like the amazing doctor you shared with the podcast that we're going to get to a point where alcohol is a thing, but people understand a lot more about it. And I think that's probably the best way because, you know, trying to hide these things away from people and, you know, they kind of just say no stuff. I mean, we've tried that shit. Right. <laughs> like, more. So like, I, I think that I just love that you can come and share so heartfelt and there's, there's such energy behind it. And 
Yeah, just another like, uh, so if anyone hasn't caught your book, right, just remind people of the title and where they can find it. Because that's, yeah, that's a great. Yes, it's And She Came Tumbling Down. And you can get it on Amazon. You can get it online so many places. It's great. That's what's great about um, the good old online world. But uh, yes, grab it. And I I have loved and I just thank you for having me back here because I I just feel at home here. And y'all put so many great um, topics out into the world. And I can't even imagine the ripple effect and the impact of y'all just doing this podcast alone and having that place. Cause I remember that's where I first found out about this other idea around alcohol. And I just remember almost being like starved for information and I couldn't get enough. I could Mm. not get enough. And y'all are doing that for so many people. And um, it's just such an honor to be here and um and having these conversations with you oh carla god you're gonna make me cry love you know and this but part of the reason i'm here a big part of the reason i'm here is because of you you know i can still remember sitting i think you used to sit on your floor in the bedroom you had like a bed behind you i can still yes there was a bed i was (laughs) yeah i was on and and again when i tell you i was so nervous i didn't even know what to do with myself before those lives yeah i had all these encouraging notes to myself Oh, I was so scared, but, um, but was excited. I think that would come through. People could tell I was excited to get the word. Oh yeah. And that, that, um, group of coaches was, you were like the dream team, you know, it was just really, really wonderful bunch of people, you know, so. um, Oh, and they're like friends like that. I, I just carry, and that's like what I get to do with zero proof life too, with these coaches, like. I get to like work with these people and, but they, I consider them some of my closest friends um, Mm. because of you just, you can't help, but just you connect on a deeper level when, and I think that's what happens in our coaching communities. Mm. Um, You get close because you go and you're, you're able to talk um, below the surface. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. Oh, goodness me. Well, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you for the alcohol experiment all those years ago. It seems weird to say yes. that because it only feels like yesterday. You're right. Um, but thank you deeply and and for everything, every bit of work and particularly your book, your, your book I devoured it. I, I started reading it and just l- literally couldn't put it down. It was incredible. So if you haven't read Carla's book, please go and grab a copy. Thank you. And um, sincere thanks for everything that you're doing. It's, it's so wonderful to have you back. Thank yeah. you. It's been a joy as always. And we'll, we'll, uh, there'll be a part four. I have. Okay. <laughs> just, I was going to add that in. Just please yeah. know. I, I hope to come back. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll, you'll, you'll be back. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> right. Pal. Thanks so much. Thank you.